Good afternoon, podcast listeners. So today I felt the need to have to explain what the different types of libraries are, and I kind of wanted to practice for this presentation I had to do for my job this week. And so I definitely wanted to share how libraries are much more than just the ones you see in the public aspect. So to get things started, I guess we can start with the most obvious one that everyone knows is the public library. So the public library is mostly either state-funded by the state itself or the town, or it could be funded through property tax. And so mostly everyone goes to the public library because that's the well-known one that people go to for to look for information, to go to programs, to get assistance with like living finances, tax preparation, et cetera. But the different types of libraries include the public, the academic, the archives and special collections, and you have museums, and then you have historical societies. Now, those five categories can be broken down even more, but for the purposes of today, I do want to focus on the academic and the arch- arch- archives and special collections. So the easiest way to explain academic libraries is that it's mainly for students. That's just point blank period. Students in college who need help with essay writing, help with research, you go to your, you know, on-campus library. Now, some libraries have an archives and special collections department where they'll keep files and information about either the university itself or about the city, the geographical location. Like, for instance, if you live in the city of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, they have a special collections library within the public library, for instance, for example. And they keep mostly census records that you can go and look up your family's lineage dating back to probably 15th, 16th century. And that's pretty cool for anyone that's doing that type of genealogical research because they have a large um, database of that type of information and they have access to ancestry. So if you're writing a book or doing a project for an upcoming um, event where you want to surprise somebody with a timeline or a family tree, you can go to these places and retrieve the information and it's completely for free. Like. They have trained professionals to preserve this information for anyone to come use. You do not have to pay to to go into the archives special collections within either the public library or the academic library. Now, I would say the only time you do pay for something is if you want photocopies. And that's just a way for the department to have their own you know, way of generating income since technically you don't have to pay for our services. You only pay for copies. And so today I am proud to even present the fact that I can talk about archives and special collections because I've taken an interest in this field when I was in, we call it library school. Yes, I had to go and get a master's degree in if in library and information science with a concentration and specialization in archival studies. So archives is just a fancy way of saying we preserve 
your items. But lately, they have been introducing more of a historical preservation where we are preserving the community. We are preserving personal records. And it's not just about the university anymore, even though that's mainly why certain colleges create an archive is to preserve their own records like administration, student organizations, maybe the history behind the college. But now we're preserving like individuals, professors, we're getting their books and they're on our shelves that you can come look at. But the only difference is that you cannot check them out. You can view them within our reading room, which is totally different than just going, sitting at a desk. We have a reading room and you get like gloves and like special tools to be able to open up older books and to be able to look at older documents like magnifying glasses. And usually we'll give you like a rundown of what needs to be done or like precautions, especially if you're wanting to look at something older. And so when it comes to archives and special collections and now introducing more of the personalized records, we have more people becoming interested in learning about what types of records that we have. Because sometimes we'll have books and even unpublished manuscripts that no one knows about. And one of the most difficult things about my department is that we'll have items on our shelves and no one knows about it. And it's strictly because no one has taken the time to create the catalog record. Now, most people don't talk about cataloging and that's strictly because cataloging can be boring and difficult. But luckily, your girl started out her career as a cataloger. So I can take the time to explain cataloging in a short amount of time, which is basically I'm telling you the name of the product, who created it, what the material is made out of, whether it's paper-based or if it's like an object, I'm going to tell you what type of material the object is made out of, the year of publication, and anything special about the item. Like if it's a rare edition, if it was a book club members, like exclusive printing copy, things like that. It's pretty basic, but it's almost like entering data when you're at the desk. And I worked this position for about a year and a half. And all I did all day long was entering data, that same data of like name, publication, title, year publication. It was a lot. <laughs> and so that's that's the main reason why sometimes people don't know what we have is because there isn't a catalog record present for people to search or Google search or even look in the catalog record of the library's website to know what we have. So there are positions and departments that do just that. And some people that's their bread and butter. That's their personality. They like to sit at a desk all day long and do that. I have done it. And to be honest with you, I miss human interaction. So now I've become a librarian who also does archival work. So I get a little combination of the both. But I can honestly say when it comes to archives, it's so cool to work in this department versus where I have been working because I get to discover things that no one knows about. It's like finding hidden treasure. And I, sometimes I feel like Indiana Jones or um, Brian Frazier from the Mummy series. It's like uncovering things 
and you have no idea what the origins are. Sometimes you do, or if you're like trying to like map out how certain materials relate to each other, or we get like a pile of pictures and trying to figure out, oh, who's in these pictures? Could it be university related or could it be like from the personal collection of the creator? And it's like such a cool thing. And I would love nothing more than to just share this type of knowledge with people. And that's honestly the whole reason why I even went into archives. Like, yeah, it's cool to be a librarian, do programs, answer reference questions. You know whatever type of book is, I can show it to you. But wouldn't it be more exciting to learn about a collection or a person that you've never heard of? But guess what? They either worked at the university or they have an unpublished manuscript of the knowledge and information that no one knows about. Or you can go look at some cool artifacts of things that people have collected throughout their life that you could probably also use in a research paper or a project. I'm just saying. Or if you want to do an online exhibit, we have the stuff that you do not think you would need, but I'm telling you, you will need visit your local archives and special collections library or the state archives of where you're at. Trust and believe they have things and information and artifacts that you have no idea about. And so I honestly want to say, I want to wrap up today's um, segment. <laughs> I'm almost at 10 minutes. I didn't expect to talk this long. But I definitely wanted to introduce about the different types of libraries. And initially, what I do, as I am now dubbing myself the HBCU archivist, and that's because I want to share my journey with my listeners and also share the knowledge and passion I have for archiving with everyone. And so I am so looking forward to the next episode. It's nice knowing everyone. Have a good day.